Welcome to Holding the Fort Abroad, the podcast for expats with traveling partners. My name is Rhoda Bangata. I'm a certified coach and the author of the book, Holding the Fort Abroad. In this podcast, I interview men and women who live abroad and have traveling partners so that we can all benefit from their wisdom and experience. I also invite relationship experts to apply their expertise to this topic. Today, my guest is Florence Chabert-Dier, international adoptee, born in Sri Lanka and holder of a French passport. She specializes in cross-cultural training and coaching from six-year-old kids to top management. In 2009, she created Coach for Expat. She's the author of I'm a Citizen of the World for Parents and Children to help them succeed in their expat adventure. During the pandemic, she created Expat Village, an online village allowing a one-stop shop for the personal and professional needs of expats and their families. Multilingual, multicultural, global nomad with experience of living abroad with a traveling husband. Florence, I can't wait to hear your perspective on this. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that, for having me. Thank you for being on this podcast, Florence. Can you share a little bit more about who you are and what you do and a little bit more about Expat Village? Of course. So um, who am I? It's a bit like, where do you come from? Um, I guess I'm a citizen of the world. Um, as you brilliantly said, indeed, I'm an international adoptee. Um, we lived in eight different countries and I'm also the mom of three culture kids. Um, and I decided to create Expat Village because, as you know, when we live abroad and when we have a traveling husband, we feel yes. alone. So yes. during the pandemic, it was even worse, even if we had our kids all day long with us. So I know the feeling of hiding in the bathroom and crying. And um, that's exactly how um, today I would like to share with you um, what were my tips to make sure that I didn't yes. go crazy. Or come yes. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a coach, is that right? Yeah, I'm a coach. I'm a cross-cultural coach, actually. I'm an intercultural trainer and I'm a brain gym practitioner. And I also have diplomas in child and youth okay, psychology. Okay. And so Expat Village is like an online space where expats can find services or... It's an online community where we have um, free events per month, like mm -hmm. a workshop where we will actually work and uh, learn more things. And we have, as I'm French, uh, we have Le Bistro <laughs> that you may know, Rita, where it's more like um, a group where people can come like they are, who they are, um, with the ups and downs and we can share all together and we always have a professional on a different topic that are, that is here okay. to help them. What we do with Expat Village is that I divided Expat Village like a village online. So there is a school with like a psychologist and not a speech therapist and many more. We have a clinic as well for um, um, what like a nutritionist to take care of our body. Uh, we have also uh, someone who is helping um, like couple counseling. And we also have the hub um, because it's not because we're holding the fort that we don't have to have um, a, not a professional or at least an activity that sparks joy oh. for us. So um, we can have uh, how to build our global nomad career and um, also how to create our own cultural style to make sure that we can move from one country to the other 
the best way possible that will resonate in us and make sure that we are happy with the situation. I love it. It's in French, is that right? It is in French, yes. And you don't have to sort of have a have traveling partner, do you? It's for all expats. It's for everyone who wants to become, as we say, a villageois, so part of the village. And because sometimes we are in cities or countries that are more difficult than others, um, so we don't find the resources in the country. That's why we really wanted to create Expat Village to make sure that regardless of where you live, you can always find the right resource for you. That's brilliant. Okay, great. And I'll put the details in the show notes so that people can contact you and, and become a part of it. Um, how have you experienced having a partner who's away a lot for work? I know you've had different types of time apart. Can you tell us a little bit more? Yes, we did. Um, what we did as well is that, first of all, I was the one going. He was the one staying. Okay. After I, he was the one after he went like in countries uh, like Nigeria, Saudi Arabia. Uh, I mean, we all know what it is when we have our husbands going in difficult countries. Um, communication is not the easiest mm -hmm. thing. But what is the most important is that even if we were apart, um, is that we always tried to um, make sure that both of us were happy with the situation and that both of us um, knew it was difficult, don't get me wrong, but tried even apart to make the most of it. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, when he was stuck in Nigeria and I was with my premature baby and he couldn't come and I didn't know if I was going to deliver with a 1.3 kilos little oh girl, you know? <laughs> that must have been so emotional. It is. So you're just like, how do we make sure that even if we are in such tricky situation, because when we are also abroad, um, we talked about it, but you don't have your resources, you don't have your family also around. So that's how also I think it's very important to build a strong network of friends mm -hmm. because they kind of replace your family when you are also in tricky situation. Mm -hmm. And I think what really make me more confident and happier is to know that I had my friends and my network Uh, because my family couldn't be here. So you asked for help. We need to ask for help because we are not alone. Yeah, It's exactly yeah. the purpose of the expat village. It's exactly the purpose of my trainings as well. Mm -hmm. It's to make sure that we understand that many of us are living similar uh, situation, mm. but please don't stay alone. Mm. But what would you say to someone who's just moved to a new country? Because that happens a lot too. You move to a new country, say you're pregnant or you deliver maybe early like you or something happens. Um, your partner's not there, but you haven't established a network yet. How can you get help? So my biggest advice is to do your homework before you leave. Mm -hmm. Now it's much easier um, with all the social media and also with all the different, like we met at FIGT, Families in Global Transition. It's also a great way to build a network. Um, I think you really need to do your homework and make sure that you have at least a few contacts before you actually arrive in the new country. Yes, a few like personal contacts, not just names of organizations. Exactly, yes. Yes, I think that's that's wise. And also, I think it's a given. It's like 
accepted that if you're if you're a new arrival in a new country and you need help, so many people will understand and will be willing to help because they if they've been in that situation where they're new in a new country, they will know what it's like and the, the connection will happen much faster. So I think not to hesitate to ask for something much more personal, <laughs> even if you don't know the person very well, because the likelihood is, is that they'll understand what your of situation course. is. And I think in our lives, we, always, uh, we are always the new one of someone. I don't know if it makes sense. You know, like um, everybody has been you yes. at some point in yes. the country. Yes. So keep this in mind. Like you are not going to disturb anyone. Um, you are just there. Come as you are and reach out. Yes. Me. Yeah. So did you know that you would, one of you would always be traveling when you started being a couple, being together? Did you know that it was going to be like that? We, we knew we really liked our jobs and we knew that we wouldn't, we didn't want to work in France. Mm -hmm. So we started to travel very early. Mm -hmm. We actually were apart before we got married. Um, and once we get married, we moved to the Middle East. But even in the Middle East, we were um, for a few years apart as well. So you just like don't really know. Uh, at the beginning it's fun because you go to so many ladies nights and you're like yeah but <laughs> at the end you're just like okay what are we going to do for me it took me four years to take the decision to actually move and go to um to this country with him and um i actually found out that all my beliefs that were blocking me were actually less important than the relationship with my husband and the fact that our family had to be all together. So don't get me wrong. It was a very difficult country and it's difficult to go there. Mm -hmm. But at some point we had the opportunity for us to go. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yes. So moving to that country to be with your husband was more important than what you believed about not moving to that country. Exactly. Okay. And because it. it was more important, um, is what we say. Like at one point, we have the choice either to resent um, and to just like, okay, it's tough, and um, okay, I have uh, three little girls, and it takes me so much time, and I can't do it all, and my husband is not here, and sometimes you're just like, okay, we just like go and see what will happen but at least we'll be all together yeah 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 sometimes 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 it's like you did you know like sometimes you can you have to stay someone sometimes you can go but at least my advice will be even if it seems really difficult um it's it's a bet of course but it can also be a beautiful experience to, to live together or to live apart you mean uh, either uh, to live together to to switch you know sometimes you're just like I prefer to stay because I don't want to follow you yes yes uh, but it, okay so in, gotcha and in this case it's more important to say I don't know where I go but at least we'll see it's so funny because most people would be going at it from the other angle which is we're together it's, but it's, it's important to try something new. And so we'll try something to be apart. But you were living apart. And for you, the novelty was to actually live together. Do you see what exactly. I mean? That's why yeah. it, was, it was funny. But, the, but that's one of my messages that 
people do choose to live in different countries for so many different reasons. And you chose it for careers, probably. Is that is that right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Because I think if you want to go to the children, I think it's somehow difficult when you're living apart. But I'm just saying if you have the choice to actually try to live together, it's very important to for the children as well yeah. to understand that in life, sometimes we have choices to make. Yeah. Even if they are not the ideal choice, yeah. it's, it can actually be a beautiful experience. Even like if on the paper, it was not the best option. Yes. That's really the message. I think it's, yes. it's important. Yeah. You were also saying before we started recording that we either have the choice to to resent the situation say if you're living apart or to make the most of it exactly right and to say okay i'm going to make this work for me as well so t- what you were talking about the choice me- the choice the choice theory, theory. You know, yeah the choice theory is so important because um life is made is made of choices basically mm-hmm. so you choose to really uh, be resentful, like to be like blaming everyone for the situation you are in, uh, blaming your husband, as we mentioned, not being here for the birthdays, not being here for Christmas. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they don't have the choice, right? Mm -hmm. But you always have the choice to see how you actually deal with the situation. Mm. And always remember, if you have a great communication with your husband, that's the most important because most of the time, they actually also resent this choice of having to be on a mission, you know, mm-hmm. or at work somewhere else. It can else. be hard for them to... Uh... It's hard also for them. So it's what we mentioned. I think it's so important in your communication to avoid, I don't know how we're going to translate this, but le tu qui tu, the you that kills. Mm-hmm. Um, try not to say you, 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 but try to say um, we, 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 for example. Yeah. Or I feel that um, it's going to be really difficult um, not to spend Christmas with you, but we will find a way um, to make sure that you are included in the in the festivities. And um, there are always solutions. And I think the beauty of our lives like this, it's how we can also be more and more creative. Yes. And yes. how you actually also build your family culture. Um, being creative, finding tips and tricks uh, that can help um, make sure that each and everyone in the family has and find their own space and also their role. Yes, and that's possible even if your partner's traveling a lot or living in another country. It is, yeah, it is. Because you have your... your we all know that we have two routines right we have our routine when we are alone with the children and we have the routine when our partner is back home exactly so it's it's like just like you know and at the end um the kids will know oh we're only with mom so we can do this and that and now dad is here so or dad or the partner is here so we can do this and that but it's part of who they are yeah and I think it's so important, even if you're on your own and don't get me wrong, I know it's a lot of work, but it's how you, you know, I, I always talk about the burger that I created, the burger metaphor. So the bread would always stay the same. 
and our kids and we are also uh, burgers. So this is the value basically that we will put as an ingredient in the burger. So it's just to show that regardless of the situation we are in, we don't lose anything. We don't lose a Christmas. We don't lose a birthday. We don't lose months of being a part. We actually add values of resilience. We add values of creativity, of family culture. And this makes our own burger um, that we have chosen to build. Do you see my point? That is quite a beautiful metaphor. So what you're saying is we're, we're the bread, let's say, where, where we are, and then we choose the experiences we live are what goes in, in the burger, lays exactly. up the burger. I see. That's a pretty cool metaphor. Yes, because then what you see is like, okay, they're not here for Christmas. It's the opportunity of living something new of living a new experience. Okay. I think coming back to the choice theory, it's not telling yourself the story of they're gone. They don't love me because they don't choose to come back for Christmas. Because I, I said this in a previous episode, but when my husband was going to Kabul, when we were just talking about whether or not he would go, we met up with another family. And she mentioned that her husband had been to Iraq, not as a, a soldier, but that he didn't come home for Christmas. And I went, oh, he didn't. And so for me, it kind of normalized it. It, it was like, it wasn't just my husband choosing not to come back for Christmas. It's like, it's something that they all, that that's, that happens when you're working in those, in different types of countries and what I found out later was that there's actually a rotation so different people take turns to come back for Christmas or to have those kinds of holidays and so he so when he went he was on duty the first Christmas it wasn't that he he didn't love me enough it's just that the job required that they took turns out of respect for each other so that kind of helped me to think it's it's okay. It's not it's not um, a reflection on our relationship. It's not a reflection on his love for me or his attention. You know, whatever. Exactly, because basically, it, it really has nothing to do. It's it's really how things are and how do you go from the situation? How you choose to um, to leave the situation? Um, do you say okay? I'm so upset and it's going to be the worst Christmas ever and I cannot count on them and I have to do it again all on my own. Either you go there and you spoil everything because you will be stressed, the kids will be stressed and nobody will enjoy. But you can be like, okay, maybe we can uh, just like find a way to meet for Easter, for example. Uh, Maybe we can just like try to... um, do some small videos or why don't we do like a photo album for dad who is over there um you know it creativity is the most important i think and how we can really choose to be happy uh, and how we can actually train our brain for happiness i think this is the main point perfect that's the quote for the episode (laughs) so Tell me how you got into brain gym then, because that's the perfect uh, transition. I, so, yeah, um, I went to brain gym because I went, um, I had some trouble with my number two, moving from one country to the other. Um, this number two didn't see that much her dad as well. So this and that plus this and that, you know, it makes like 
something quite tricky to deal with. So I found out that um, they were uh, beautiful and wonderful um, educational uh, kinesiologists in this country where I never thought I will find this. And I brought my daughter there and I see the amazing job and how she changed. And, you know, it's not psychotherapy like you go for years and years and sessions and sessions um, because the beauty of brain gym is a beauty of 26 movements structured around a goal that you want to achieve and it makes sure that all the emotions that you you have are actually taken care of because of those movements you can find the balance between your body and mind okay so it's movements that you do with your body and exactly it it does something to your brain yeah so uh, because um the person um the couple who actually created the brain gym who are paul and gail denison they created the brain gym um in um, the us and they really want to promote the fact that we can better learn through movement okay so this body movement is designed really to engage the brain and improve learning, but improve any kind of learning, okay? And those movements, those physical exercises actually help the blood flow to the brain. And this will improve all the learning process by making sure that the brain stays alert and that we understand that our body give us also some signal that we have to take into account to make sure that both can work together. Okay. I hope it's clear. Yes, totally, totally. So you, I know that when I heard you speaking about this before, you gave like an example. I have so many examples. But there's something that can be done over audio. <laughs> yes, um, the, the, really the, um, the aim is to draw out the learning using the movements, okay? So there are some movements that we could share that are quite easy, we'll try via audio. So above our eyebrows, we have two points that can be quite sensitive from time to time. It's Mm -hmm. really, we have to touch. And once we find little holes above our eyebrows, once we have them, we can massage them. And those points are called the positive points. So they're just above the nose, above the eyebrows. Exactly, yeah. Do you feel that they're sensible? Yeah, okay. Everybody who's listening is now trying to find the place. Exactly. <laughs> and the beauty of it by audio, you can do it over the phone. If someone is driving you crazy over the phone, nobody will see you doing it. You can do it in meetings like, oh, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. And you can do it as well. And this will actually um, relieve um, the emotion and send a good signal um, also to to your body. It really helps to uh, unfold everyone's potential and help um, your brain to work with your body system to develop a healthy balance in every situation. So, okay. for example, it can be, oh, no, um, I have to deal once again with the dinner of my kids and they drive me crazy because we still have homework. And uh, of course, I'm alone to do everything. You just go two minutes instead of crying in the bathroom, as I mentioned earlier. You just do a quick brain gym exercise. And I can assure you that when you come back and I can see um, that your eyes, uh, Roda, are sparkling. Really? Yeah. You can already tell on my face that it's made a difference. That's incredible. I'm going to use it. 
So when a situation is just getting overwhelming or something, you can use these body movements. Yeah. And what the beauty of it is that it's quick, easy, free. And as we know, we are quite, have quite busy life and even more when we are alone to deal with everything. Um, so the mental load is quite big, but this you can do it anytime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you can also do is to do it as part of a family culture. So going back to the move and how I came into Brain Gym, it's thanks to my daughter. But what we do now is it's that it's part of a family culture. So it's part of who we are and it's part of, I have a test, I do a brain gym to make sure I will remember the words I just learned. Um, I'm going to do some climbing, but I'm a bit tired. I don't know how I'm going to go up, up, up without falling down. I do a little bit of brain gym. I have an important meeting. I do brain. You do it for everything, basically. Yeah. Or daddy's about to leave and I'm so and I'm sad and I'm I'm, I do a bit of brain gym to kind of help the emotion go through my body. Exactly. It's truly kinesiology. It's really an educational movement program. And it's simple movement to integrate the whole brain. That's the most What's kinesiology? Educational kinesiology. Oh, we can do a whole other episode. Of no, no, but what's kinesiology? Just in a few words. Oh, it's, it's just the fact that we make sure that we understand our body, how our okay. body works and how it can work with that, what we call our system. So make sure that our body and uh, mind are working together. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. So that is a super tool that parents who are the home-based parents or the parent who's traveling can use for their personal life, but also as a family. And in their professional life. And in their professional lives. That is super, super. Can So where can people find out more about it? Um, I'm actually having some, uh, because I have the question quite often. So I, um, I have, um, I can send you a link where people can, um, can uh, just book a discovery session, because as we mentioned, we have to learn through movement. So um, we have to experience it to feel it. Exactly. So uh, that's why, um, that's why we, we can just like connect and let me know. And um and as we okay. did, you see, I'll I'll put it in the in the link, and then we can do that. It, it's really learned through movement. You have to experience to see the difference. I don't know. You can uh, you can uh, say how you feel, Rhoda, because we just we, we I'm feeling same. great. I'm feeling great. So you said it's made a difference in in you, right? Yeah, it exactly. was life changing for you. Yeah, it was, and I, I and I didn't know um, how life changing it it could be how it helps me in stress, how it helped me also to make the choices. And once I make the choice to make the most of something, it's really a question of how to develop the mindset. And this is what I um, I want to show as well uh, with Brain Gym is sometimes we are like in front of the fridge and we are like in our fixed mindset. We don't know what to cook, okay? And once we do a Brain Gym movement, we start like to know what ingredients to take on the table and to start to cook. So this is the growth mindset. Okay. Everything is possible. Uh, I can actually cook anything. And once you actually are in this growth mindset, you can reach the benefit mindset. The benefit mindset is when you actually build your own burger and make sure that uh, each and every situation 
other one that you chose. And even if you didn't choose to be a part, even if you didn't choose such or such situation, what you can do to make the most of it. Yes, yes. And then the elements that you choose to, 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 build, build, to, build, from it, exactly. to build from it. Exactly, exactly. Brilliant. Coming back to, um, there's another topic I'd like to discuss with you. Yes. Which is the topic of when your husband comes back home from a trip, you were say, how was that like? Have you seen some um, similarities, some trends happening? Some does, does he kind of reintegrate the family quite quickly? Is there anything that you do? If you have like this family culture, it helps because you have like this common interest. Mm-hmm. If you have been creative, it also helps. Um, if you communicated the wrong way without saying you, 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 but we, 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 it also helps. Mm-hmm. I would say it depends on the age of the kids as well, because different, uh, my second one, when she saw her dad, she was crying because she didn't know who he was, basically. Um, so it takes some time. Mm. But he'd been gone for a while and she was young, right? Yeah, yeah. And even if he was coming back quite often, even like at a young age, they just forget. So it always takes like a few hours or one day to make sure that, um, that you know, um, the routine comes back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say, it's really a question of um, how, how you communicate. Uh, we have what we call, we did um, in the expat village, we did a workshop on it. Uh, we called it the boot camp because it's really like we have to go. Yes. It's based on the appreciation theory. So it's really how we can uh, create um, a vision for our couple, a project for our couple, even if we are part, how we can have a common goal. So we actually see ourselves as a team and not as two separate I- identities that are just like cohabitating and waiting for one to come back. Um, so I think that will answer your question and help if you have this common goal together. You know, you have this link and um, it actually helps when the, um, the partner is it's coming back. Yes. Are there concrete things that you suggest for feeling like a team or is it mostly a mindset? Um, so mindset, if you are in the growth mindset and if you manage to reach the benefit mindset, basically everything is possible. Yeah. Like everyone is always saying, like you're always smiling, and you yeah. know, I'm like, yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law used to call me her um, bubble of smile, yeah. and I think it's 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 so important to really make sure you do something that sparks joy. So, for yeah. example, that could be like, oh, we we have a house and we want to build a swimming pool, for example. So <laughs> once you see a picture, or once you have an idea, you can just like create this vision together, or it's um it's very easy to become roommates it's very easy to actually have your own life because most of the times they cannot really talk about what's going on on the field but even Uh, if you're under the under the same roof that can happen right it can happen so but it is easier to happen if you're far away exactly so what is important to keep in mind i'm not saying it's easy but this is how brain gym really helped me my family and of course my clients it's to make sure that you bond and find a way to build and continue to build your story and grow together. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, like, do you have an example? I'm trying to think of a concrete example. I know what I usually say is use the distance to your advantage. 
So one of the big things that came up was um, for us to work on our friendship because a, a, a romantic relationship is also built on friendship, right? And so there's so many things that you can do at a distance to really consolidate a friendship. Do you have an example of something? Or I mean, I think you gave one when you said, you know, working on a common project, like building something, then it, it then you're sending pictures back and forth and it's sort of a natural... You, you keep the conversation going, I think. Exactly. Yeah, I think this is the main tip, yeah to keep the conversation going um, and also to make sure that you are happy because yeah. if you are not happy, you will blame for each and everything. So that means that this conversation w- wouldn't be like a quality wise, can I say, conversation. Mm-hmm. You, you need also to make sure that it's more qualitative than quantitative. It's not because I'm going to talk to you 10 times per day that it's better than if we have like one phone call per week. You see my point? That's true. So you have to really focus on the qualitative and make sure that I always say that if you are happy holding the fort, everyone will be happy. Yes. And I think I know that for me, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I found a therapist to because I needed a safe space to just offload some stuff because sometimes when you say what's burdening you it actually just helps to get it off your chest you know that's what we say we get it you know we just get it out um and talking to a friend eh, it's not you know it's it's not the same I think um because then you know you're bringing things into the conversation it it can be become one-sided where I'm offloading on her all the time I didn't wanted to be that situation i wanted to be a space where i didn't feel like i was burdening someone yeah um, oh, judge, i think it's important because why people don't get help is because they feel that they're going to be judged yes yes that's one yeah. of them yeah that's one of the reasons and um so i think it's also important to to choose who you get help from you know because some people will impose their way of helping you yeah. uh, and then it's not helpful yeah, I think also it mean, that means that if you find someone to talk to for the situations where it's really getting too heavy, then you're not using up all your conversations and expecting your partner to hold that space for you. Exactly. You know, yeah. yes, that that they can hold a space for you and you can hold a space for them. But I think it's it's a lot to ask your partner to be everything you know you, you it's also helpful to have some other people around who can carry and that can help you in, in different ways not 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 leaning completely completely on your partner yeah and it's also a good way for you to make sure that you can fill the gap that you need to fill to um, make yourself happy yeah because at the end the choice to read to make the choice for you to find the resources, for you to be balanced and to have the balance that you need um, uh, to have the right mindset between your body and and mind. And this basically was what I always say is that you are the only one to have the solution. And having someone, um, as you mentioned, outside of your family bubble and who is really here to help you, that will help you find your own solution yes yes and it is in the sense we were saying at the beginning that's why please 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 don't stay on on your own yes yes do you guys parent together how do you parent together 
So oh. as, we, as we know, when the, the, the partner is coming back, he's like Santa Claus, right? Yes. Because like... <laughs> he didn't have to deal with the logistics and with trying to get the kids learning their 20 words per week. And, you know, he's just like, what was the result? Ah, you didn't do a good job. Uh, you're like, yeah, but I had to cook and I had to work and I had to, you know. So. Yes, yes. So we know, we know. So I think also it's the same. It's how you have your co-vision and to make sure that you don't go into like, oh, if you don't do this, I'll tell that. <gasps> okay. Yes, very good. Because there's no point because that is not here and that doesn't care really like in the sense that it's exactly what we said. I like in the conversation, if you say, oh, but he didn't want to learn his words. No, no. I mean, there's no point. You can't do anything about it at the point. It's a dead end conversation. Exactly. So it's more like we have our routine. Uh, what I love to do, one of the tips that I've done is that because I have girls, um, it's one of my friends who gave me this tip and it's amazing. We had pearls. Okay, for this, I'm not French, uh, but I really, I, I really like the, the rewards. But that means that if they were doing something, say the dishes, they would get, they would get pearls. Okay? Ah, the reward. Yeah. Okay. And so we have our pearl jar and they would get pearls for this, pearl for that. And it helps them also count. It helps them with motricity. It helps in many kinds of uh, areas of education and this one i will it was our little deal like okay and you don't scream because you don't want to do this that's fine you're tired you had a bad day whatever it's fine you just don't get pearls today and it's okay okay, okay. and after at the end of the week we would count the pearls and because we are in the middle east that could be an ice cream or that could be um you get to choose a family movie, um, you know, something like that, that creativity um, and that holds the family together and it allows them to also be responsible. Yeah. So then how would you parent with with your husband about the pearls? So he would know, he would be the one saying, oh, today you had like, this week you were great, you had like so many pearls. So what is the movie you're going to choose for the family, for example? Ah, uh, okay. Or what is the dessert that you wanted uh, to uh, cook uh, for for the weekend or things like that? Okay. But don't get me wrong, it, it's not like bribery, right? It's, no, it's a reward. Like, it's, a it's reward. It's a reward. And you're not going to yes. spoil them. Uh, because the yes. dishes it's normal yes. that they help into the household right yes um it's just for you to make sure that you're also not overwhelmed and that you are not the only one doing everything and they understand that they are also part of the family yeah but when he's away how does he talk to the children on the phone how does he so, stay so, in touch yeah so so now we are all together so it, okay. they were very small, so it was quite tricky. And I think many mm -hmm. could have been in this situation, how to connect when they are too small to stay in front of a screen. Or, um, yes. So it's a lot of voicemail and pictures. But yes, you're right. It's more on one uh, side, like them sending pictures and videos and the partner sending. And I can see when I have all my military clients as well, it's most often on one side because of of course safety purposes but it's it's fine you see yeah because you keep yeah. the conversation going and you keep the partner yes. into the um, 
qualitative education aspect. The quality, right? It's like um, there's three levels of parenting that they can get involved in. There's the the big picture, which is, you know, the values that you want to transfer, transmit to your children. There's big parenting directions. Um, There's then the um, implementing. Um, You're the actual implementing parent, right? So you're the one who's going to tell them to brush their teeth. But I challenged parents. I challenged the the home-based parents to, to get the traveling parent involved with the implementing side of parenting so like why am i um if if it's possible um with the time differences why am i doing the checklist before bedtime maybe my husband if it's possible and the time differences work he can do the checklist or he can ask them the next day you know did you do your checklist or he can prepare the little we used to have on the door when they were smaller, we used to have pictures of what they needed to do before bed. And then they would go through their nightly routine with the pictures, right? But he can prepare that. He can design that to put on the wall. So I, I challenged the home-based parent to include the traveling parent in parts of parenting where you think they might not necessarily be involved. But because we just get on with it, we forget to include them. And I forget what the third aspect is now. There's the big picture parenting, the implementation parenting. It's in my book. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> it's just slipped my mind now. Um, good. It's really, really interesting. Uh, I think if we want to put it a step further, mm-hmm. it's really the fact that this is logistics, right? It can also, it happens every, every day. It happens even today. Somehow, we have to share the logistics, but even if we live together, right? And so what works the most is to make sure that that's why the reward is good. And also the fact that to make sure that the children are more and more responsible and they can be more and more responsible from a younger age. Once, as you mentioned, they understand the big picture and something that is quite interesting um, and that also the... um, everyone can deal with it it's to have like family meetings so something that we do is that uh to keep the conversation going and we do it even like when we are together it's when when we have a family dinner we ask like how was your day what was the best part of the day what was something that you would like to improve for tomorrow and that allows them to also feel this safe space which is much easier when they grow up because you have this conversation going and regardless of the country where you live it's part of your family culture yes and it's something that you can do even when you're apart because they can you can all do a family meeting via technology and then when they're home you carry on and it provides continuity, exactly. right? The third element of parent of, of parenting, the third level is responsiveness. So they're squabbling. You have to dis- take a decision on the spot about how you're going to deal with the situation. You know, one of the children has kicked the other one, you know, and you're the parent who's there. They're not there. So you're parenting in the moment. But I think I also challenge the home-based parent to think, okay, do I need to take an immediate decision or is it something that I can involve the traveling parent in? 
And we don't want to overload the traveling parent. That's why I'm asking, you know, how families do it. But I think there still are some elements where we take on as the home-based parents, we take on a lot. And sometimes there are things where we can involve the traveling parent more than we do in the, in the parenting. The other thing I'll, I'll add is um, on LinkedIn, I put an article that I wrote on um, the traveling parent and getting and, and um, getting the younger children on the phone to stay on the phone when they do, they only want to say a quick hello. So I put like a whole load of tips. And then I also included non-technology tips yeah. of of communicating and my next project is working with teens how you keep contact with teens because I met two dads one dad who traveled a lot and said that his adult children didn't communicate with him anymore that they didn't have a relationship and another dad who traveled a lot and he said he had a great relationship with his son who his adult son so one of my projects is to to sort of look at how teens and traveling parent can can connect and one of the moms I spoke to she said her husband used to say good morning good night every night every day just that and I spoke to their adult daughter and she, that's what she remembers yeah, it's think. so like you know in her brain it's how, it's that, how you create memories because memories is what it's what's memories. gonna stay in the brain and it's also it's not only like it's it can be visual memory it can be auditive memory but this is how also how your body will feel about you know uh, this relationship but something i would like to add is um i think it's uh brain gym is really here to help to connect your brain uh, but and your body but also to connect the family and i think how um this is one of the things we were talking at the beginning um, and what, what I'm telling in the international parenting course that I, that I do is that if you don't want to resent really everything and put the pressure on the traveling parent, you have to find your own balance. Yes. And this, I think it's the most important because regardless of how the traveling parent or not traveling um, I mean, it's international parenting as a whole, you know, uh, because when you're abroad or not in your country or when you're apart, it's how do we deal with all of those situations? And there are so many situ different situations. Um, it's like, you know, like when you give childbirth, everyone can tell you how it went, but you have so many childbirths that you have situation of, you know. So it's something that is important. As long as you find your balance and what sparks joy, that will help everything else. Very true. Very true. Normally, I ask my guests if they have a resource for life or parenting that they recommend or that, that you know, that's really changed their life. But I feel like Brain Gym is what is the biggest, really. Is there any other one you'd like to mention or do you want to? I think keep in mind the expat village, because if you don't need did for today maybe you'll need it tomorrow and we'll always be here to help so um and i think as you mentioned maybe the fact why i created my book is because it sparked joy when we moved to this country and yeah. i wrote it there because i didn't want to be in the compound and uh waiting for the driver to come and um you know so uh mm. i i really wanted to do something that had a purpose and that resonate so i tried to put all the intercultural concepts that help you build your identity, your sense of belonging, and your growth mindset. 
uh, put it everything in the book. So that could also be a, a good point to start. Right. So it's in French and in English. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. But you also speak other languages, right? I do, I do, I do, yeah. Because my mom is what Italian and my dad is French. So I do speak okay. um, Spanish, German, Italian, French, English, and a few words of Arabic. Okay, good. So people can reach you in, in those different languages. Yes, then. they can. Brilliant. Super. I will put the show note, the, the link where people can reach you. Thank you so much, Florence, for this superb conversation. Thank you to everyone who has been listening. I hope that this has been helpful for you and encouraging. Please do share it with friends and with your community. 